Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mother Roots. I am your host, Lisa Brenner. So I am the granddaughter of Rhea, the daughter of Karen, and I am mother to Kaya, Bodhi, and Arjuna. And today I have Christine here with me. So welcome, Christine. Thank you so much. So I am the granddaughter of Doris and the daughter of June. And I didn't have my own children, but I have two cats. So fur babies. And I also have been raising a niece. Uh, she's 10 now. So I had her from three till nine years old. So an, a pseudo aunt mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on today to chat with me. So your niece lived with you for those years? She did, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have mental illness in the family and uh, mom just needed some help. And I had been traveling and living abroad uh, in Costa Rica. And so I, I came home actually first to help raise mom. And then I was going to come home for two years and take off again. But then she got pregnant and along came Amelia. So it was really beautiful to have been part of that from the beginning. It was interesting because Amelia was born in November and I had a hysterectomy in December. So just like oh. all the emotions of not being a mom myself. But God had come to me in a dream and said I would be a mom of many. And I feel that's happening now of all the the mostly energy workers, those that um, want to grow and evolve. And I, I kind of take on a bit of a nurturing mom role, I guess, for them. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So is there, yes. What, is there, what would you like to share around raising your niece and, I think I'd love if we can, like, and this is not to pat myself on the back, but like to honor those who raise other people's children, because I think this is a conversation that um, isn't spoken of a lot. And we could definitely, you know, whether it's stepchildren or whatever, um, basically those who have stepped in to help on some on some level, it's really beautiful. And I think that we're given these opportunities to grow and to learn about ourselves in ways that we wouldn't have otherwise. Like I traveled a lot. I was in travel and um, ended up being, you know, very much a big partier. So I was traveling and drinking and all the other fun stuff that comes with that. And I don't regret that time, but by being home then and and helping raise Amelia, it gave me an opportunity to, to see what it was like to be a mom from the beginning, like through that experience. But more importantly, is that she grounded me in the sense, you know, I, I was, I had to look in, I had to see where, you know, my own shadows and baggage was because it's hard to raise kids. So like kudos to all the parents who look after our little one 24 seven, because it is a lot of work. <laughs> and I think God just knew I didn't have it in me this go around. Uh, <laughs> my mom said this week, she's, she heard that anyone who doesn't have their own physical children, this rat, like, you know, this life is that they're getting a much needed break. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really cute. But, um, you know, raising children, really, they show us where our stuff is, right? And, and it's like, I just always will think back to the day when she was five or so and getting ready for school. 
and just feeling like probably a big failure and being able to get her ready for school in time. Like there was a two week period where we were late almost every day and I didn't want to face the secretary anymore. So I'm like, she hates me. Like <laughs> you must think I'm the worst <laughs> caregiver in the whole entire world. Right. And just like those days when you drop the kid off and then you cry all the way back home because you're just like that morning was a shit show to be honest. And so I was just learning, you know, about mindset and a little of law of attraction, even though there's some holes in that. But I, I really just started to visualize a different kind of morning waking up. So the day that I'll never forget was she's laying on the floor. It's wintertime. I cannot even convince her to put her boots on. She's having a full on meltdown. And I had been learning some spiritual stuff. And I'm like, I cannot be all love and light or, you know, of in my highest good right now, because I'm so frustrated and angry. We're late again. I don't know how to get her off this floor. She's having this complete meltdown. I drive to school feeling like Cruella DeVille because I've just had to, you know, basically convince a young child <laughs> to eat breakfast, put on the clothes, get in the car, right? And just not feeling great about it. And so I don't know, I would say it was a God thing where I just started to visualize in the morning, I would start to meditate, which was super brand new for me. And I would visualize as having a really good morning where, you know, she was pleasant. She would eat her breakfast. Okay. Like it wasn't, you know, I don't like this or <laughs> all, you know, the things that kids can go through, but just, I changed my energy and my perception of how things were going to go for the day. And then magically things started to get better. I'd get in the car and we'd have... I was two minutes early and I felt like I had won the lottery mm. because there was all those days of struggle where I just felt like, oh my gosh, like, how are we late? You know? And so really it was just around reframing of my own mindset. And I guess what I believed about myself deep down that I can do hard things. Like I'm telling you, raising a child <laughs> is proof that you can do hard things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And just an, an opportunity to to do our own inner work and and to do you know just to look in, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. It's so true. Um, oh, and it's so it can be so challenging to do that and to step into that. But really being able to shift your own energy and to stay grounded within yourself so mm -hmm. that you can be that calming presence to help regulate the child's nervous system as well so that things can just happen the way they need to go <laughs> and to yeah. have a better a better flow mm -hmm. yeah and the kids have abilities like I I just love I call them oracle children you know they are they're more advanced than we are this is how humanity moves forward and so if we just look at them you know instead of the way we were we were raised, which is, you know, mostly children are to be seen and not heard. And if we had big emotions, there was no room for them. Or often we were not asked what we thought we were, you know, pretty much just voluntold what we had to do or to, you know, obviously our parents are teaching us boundaries and, and certain things like that. But I really, you know, love just being able to reframe looking at the kiddos as you know, their own little individual soul selves and they're super intuitive and they're frequency readers. So they're just feeling the frequency of what's going on in the home. And if they're having, you know, big meltdowns or anxiety or asthma or something like that, to look into 
what is the overall temperature of the home or the frequency of the home? Because they're usually acting out or saying things that they're feeling the adults are not doing or saying, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's just an opportunity of like, is there something really wrong or are they just communicating what the rest of us don't know how? So it's, you know, a, a new way of communicating, I guess. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's fun when we can look at the kids that way, you know, and we get to look at them with a sense of awe and wonder of like, I wonder what's in your little brain, you know, to (laughs) to teach me or to teach our family how to break up with old dysfunctional patterns. But then also, you know, we get a glimpse of what they've come here for as a soul, which is really unique. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely noticed that with all three of my kids, the amount that they have taught me and um, have brought me to face, you know, about myself and my family line and things that needed to shift and change, um, things that they just won't tolerate. Uh, yeah, it's been really interesting. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so true. I even feel, you know, I think that I'm a, a Gen Xer. And uh, we didn't necessarily, we didn't have boundaries and we raised ourselves. Most of us were latchkey kids, right? When moms went to the work, into the workforce almost for the first time. And then we've got the millennials and they're just like, no, I won't do the thing. And which would trigger me so much. And I'm like, okay, my brain sees patterns. So I'm like, okay, they're here for something. They're here to teach us something. And I think that they're here to teach us boundaries, um, because we never knew what boundaries were. We just had to do what we were told and they're they're you know saying no that doesn't Mm. feel good or doesn't resonate and so I have you know there's some millennials in my family that I've been able to learn from of like okay how are they doing life you know and and how are they viewing the way that the world works and is there something that I can learn from them triggering me (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, versus just being ticked off or dismissing any group of person which isn't fair either Uh, and then as we move down I think that even the kids the younger kids now whether um, you call them the rainbow babies or um, or not, or the crystal kids. It's just that they are, they're here to teach us another way to communicate, I really do feel. Um, and so it's then, I don't know, it just kind of brings in this fun and this mystery and almost a way of looking at them of, yeah, what are you going to, what are you here to teach us as a family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's like I said before, it can be really, hard for people to kind of step into that mindset and to see things from that perspective um as you know like (laughs) raising children is very hectic and busy (laughs) and has its ups and downs um what um so you said you had just been learning to meditate and tap into those types of things once you first had your niece with you so how did you come to discover those things and and how did that all come about for you yeah for sure it was a depression and suicide ideation of do I even want to be here anymore and I I think that she was definitely put in my life so that I did stay (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's like figuratively in KW but also like even on the planet because I was like oh this like there's got to be more to life than this and I've had amazing epic experiences and I want to figure out how to get that back so it almost gave me that fight or that will to continue on and live because I did have the responsibility of helping her and um yeah so it was a depression really that 
you know, now I know it was, you know, repressed emotions from the past and learning. This is probably the biggest thing that helped me was that you can have one thought at a time. So it's either an empowering thought or a disempowering thought. And I even welcome the disempowering thoughts because it shows me where I am in that day or where, you know, what I'm feeling. Maybe even I'm picking up on someone else's energy that's not even mine. And I can now, I've learned how to clear that. But that was the start of it. And I studied a, a course called Mind Hack uh, because I needed to do something different. And just like, okay, so now I can say I can see you on, you know, uh, disempowering thought. What are you here to show me? What are you here? What's the lesson? Is there a way or a belief about myself that needs to be up leveled, uh, or you know, just doesn't doesn't help me anymore? That I can look at this, you know, from this area. And once you look at it, or just playfully get you know inquisitive of why am I in this low feeling, to then just being able to switch it. Can I just be? content in this moment can i have gratitude that i'm safe laying in this bed even though i have no desire to get out of it nor make a meal for a little person right and so it's just really honoring yourself where you are raw real <clears throat> being okay with not being okay and and learning how to ask for help that was a big one mm -hmm. i asked my mom to move in with me just before the lockdown because i just physically didn't think i could look after her well enough and i needed another grown-up in the house to mm -hmm. help um, that was a big step because I never necessarily wanted to move back in with my mom, but it's been a lot of healing and an opportunity for her to to know her grandmother too on a, on a deeper level. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's just been an in interesting ride, but definitely I would say, and this is a joke, but the depression was a success. You know, I was <laughs> able to push myself back up out of it. And now I, I love human design. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we're both projectors, correct? Yes. Yeah. What number are you? Do you remember? Uh, two, four. Okay. So you're the hermit and the community builder, which is yep. beautiful. You're doing it. <laughs> This podcast is community building. Yes. So beautiful. Yeah. I'm a three, five. So the explorer and then the visionary leader um, as a projector and in human design, what I was, what I appreciated probably the most out of learning everything is where I go back into depression cycles, which I thought I have, the, you know, the cycle of depression over and over, but I'm a creative emotional solar plexus in human design. And so that means that we have waves, we have emotional waves up, down, and when I'm feeling down or low, it probably has to do with the moon as well. That's my time to be creative or to go within or do some dancing or body work or something like that. More of that self-care where not necessarily a depression, but that I'm, I, it's my time to go within, right? Mm -hmm. I'm very much, I'm on all the time and we can't be that. That's that you just can't sustain that even with the law of polarity is what goes up must come down right mm -hmm. or that rest time and so now I'm just able to notice it in my body more and to honor that time when I am supposed to be you know taking more of that inner work or that inner care for myself right yeah mm -hmm. uh, it's so important um I it's so interesting uh I know human design has been around for quite some time. It just seems to have really yeah. gotten more out there as of late. And it's come up in almost every single interview I've done so far. <laughs> so if you don't know your, your human design, <laughs> I highly recommend checking it out. It's just, um, I think, you know, especially for moms too, like I, I think it's just such a, 
well, the human design is such a beautiful way to really understand yourself. And for me, it's just really given me the words to explain how I have always been. <laughs> and it's just really made sense. And it's like, wow, okay, like, yeah, this is why I operate this way and have these ebbs and flows and tend to these certain things. Um, so yeah, it's just a really great way to really understand your energy, um, which can be really helpful to sort out the rest of your life. <laughs> mm -hmm. And even like your kids, if you look at and you know, you mm. have the chart printed out and you put everyone side by side, like the sacral or the splenic, so they can make decisions right away. Right. Mm. And then the, the creative or the wave emotions, we need a day or two to make decisions. Then you start to look at the family. You're like, oh, that's why little Johnny does that. Or Kimmy can do that. It's just a part of the design, which is neat. And even in the chakras, you know, you'll see who grounds who based on whatever, mm. whatever chakra is filled in or defined is where we have access to our own energy. But we also help ground others who don't have that one filled in. So it's really right. cool. I love family patterns because you can even really see, you know, where where each other is honoring or helping to ground each other and where you trigger each other as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, that's great. Do you offer... Yeah. I do readings? offer readings. Okay. Yeah. I um I learned from Sarah who's in our um She Rises Together KW group in 2019. And it was so okay. cool because I, I come from a religious background. Like I was raised Jehovah's Witness, Catholic high school, Baptist marriage and divorce, and then non-denominational churches, like grace-based churches, I guess. And then when church went online, it was my out because I didn't have to show up at the church and not be counted for like attendance mm. sort of thing. So then I just started to fade after that. And then I was in the wilderness, did nothing. Then I, you know, found even more alcohol and even, you know, sex and turned to all that. It was kind of like the pendulum swing. So now mm. I'm, you know, finding myself back in the middle, not, not so extreme. Um, I find that the, uh, the human design just really helps to uh, to just know yourself on a deeper level. But when I what I was sharing about Sarah is that I'm sitting in her workshop in 2019. It's December 2019. And I don't I've never met her before, but I could walk to the event. It was really beautiful. It was just like one of those God moments or spirit moments. My whole body was lit up in goosebumps the whole weekend. And I didn't know those were truth bumps. I do now being mm -hmm. an energy worker. But she was the start really. Um, and it, it's just so fascinating. I love how sweet and gentle she is, you know, not in your face kind of person. And so it just helped me to really learn. And then I, I let it go for a while and, uh, really picked it up again this year in January and started to learn. I like quantum human design because I think that the language, uh, Karen Curry Parker is who runs that. And she updated the language a little bit, which is in resonance for me. Cause I, I use quantum energy as well. Um, and so through that self-discovery, I think a lot of people can pull themselves out of their own anxiety or depression by really knowing who you are, because in the charts, I even start to see where the trauma is. Like for you as a two, four, you need time alone. Like it's a non-negotiable. So when you have these low times, you, you definitely need a support system to say, Hey, I I'm in a hermit mode. Can you help with the kids? 
because or just organizing yourself enough that once they're in bed that it's no device time and you just really go in and, and connect yourself because that's that's how you keep your cup filled otherwise you end up burning yourself out right mm -hmm. so it's just like knowing those little tips and tricks it gives you new language I think to be able to communicate with others in your family of like hey this is a time when I need support um and I also in the chart what spirit's been showing me is I'm here for business and for creation and how can we empower people to really step into their soul, authentic plan, you know, of what you've come here for. And I think our childhoods have all been our training grounds of what we're here for now. So if you've been through hard things, you know, I'm sorry. And I honor, you know, the little you and the things that we went through that were hard, but I really do feel we learn gifts out of those or golden nuggets like discernment or how to read a room. Mm -hmm. I I'm super sensitive. And so I know even being able to read other people's energy, like I go into a restaurant, I can tell you who's on a first date, who's fighting. Like I just know immediately. And I, I do believe that was part of my childhood, you know, and being able to learn from the family I grew up in. So now I, I moved to a place of compassion and gratitude for the things I've been through because mm -hmm. I see now where they have become my abilities and the work that I do which is so beautiful. So yeah. anyone who has done a human design chart, or you can do one for free. Um, human design, free human design chart.com is the one that I use under Karen Curry Parker and, um, or any of the ones is fine. But if you take your sun sign, your conscious sun, which is the top right corner number. Okay. So your conscious sun, and then you can mix in however many other ones you want, but your conscious sun is what you're here for, what you're here to give the world. And mm -hmm. mine is passion and desire, which is really fun because I have a, a class called Naked Alchemy that was downloaded to me two years ago before I even really understood this part of my chart. And so I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing exactly what I came here for, which I love seeing doing people's charts. I'm like, you're doing it. This is, I'm just confirming mm -hmm. you pat on the back. Keep going. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then my unconscious son is all for about creation and business and teaching people how to create a business where you're not doing it for, mon uh, for money, but you're doing it because of the love and the passion and you feel so connected. And I'll even say turned on because I work in the sacral, like turned on by what you're doing that energetically clients will just find you. Mm -hmm. Your earth, the next one is what grounds you. Okay. The next one down. And you can even search the numbers. I'm sure someone has created a graphic on the World Wide Web of what that gate is or what your your soul theme is, your incarnation cross. You can do a search for it and it'll come up. Then next down, your north node, if you're over 42, then that's what you're here to learn now. So it could definitely be a part of what you're teaching or what your business is because you're going through the lesson yourself. If it's the south node, then it's what you've like what you were learning in your younger years. Uh, your Mercury is what you're here to communicate. So you definitely want to have mm -hmm. that. Those words is like part of your business or who you're calling in, what your favorite thing to do is. Your Saturn return or your Saturn, sorry, not return, but your Saturn is your big lesson. It's the great teacher. It's the hard thing that you're probably moving through. And you're going to see your trauma right there in what the unbalanced expression is. She has a card deck. Uh, it's 40 bucks for human design. And it's really beautiful because she gives you some questions to think about and all of that. But you, mm -hmm. you can do readings right from her card deck, um, which is beautiful. And then the last one, your Chiron your soul lessons, what you've come here. It's the wounded healer. Um, and also looking at the unbalanced expression of that gate as well. 
to really just hone in on who are you? You know, mm-hmm. why are you here? And what did you go through that can help you now to help you help someone else? I just feel like we only need to be two steps ahead of the next person. And we're just really reaching back, holding our hand out, saying, come, I'll, I've been through that step. Let me help you. And this is what it's like. You know, we can get in the hole with someone. We're not doing the work for them. They can only heal mm-hmm. themselves or move forward. Right. But we get to come alongside them and say, you're not alone. And I'll walk through this process with you, even though you're going to do it. But to know that you're supported and that you're not alone is the best feeling in the whole world. It's all about that community again then right having community Mm -hmm. so yeah if you're listening to this and you can make some notes on what i just said you can read your own chart karen curry parker when you download a chart she emails you the free book on how to read your own chart so you don't even need to pay for a um, session but if you do then you can find it on our our website so oasisofhealingspa.com under appointments and uh, book a session. I'm training some of our practitioners on how to do readings as well. Just a very simple, basic one, just to help people with like, this is who you are and what you've come from and how you can up level in your business. Um, Or even just someone's in a rebirthing stage. You know, I've been Mm -hmm. this kind of like a, let's say a naturopath for many years. And now I want to really step into the next level of my medicine or you if I may share, you know, being a body practitioner, an Ayurvedic practitioner, you have medicine, like amazing medicine for people. And you're a projector. So I'm going to shine a little light on you for your (laughs) audience is that you are here to be a guide, a mentor, a teacher, a coach. So everyone should have a projector in their circle of friends, because (laughs) uh, you know, and ask you, what do you think based on we're the problem solvers, you and I can walk into a room or a house or a business, and I can tell you, or we can tell you what's wrong and what needs to be fixed. We just feel it. It's a feeling. It's our clear cognizant, you know, of mm-hmm. we just, we, we have a hunch <laughs> and you got to trust those hunches. Right. You know? and it's just, it's really neat to, to be at that. So for you and being a Reiki master, you know, and all the beautiful things that you've been learning and combining that all into one offering, it's like, this is who you get to, you know, help or walk through it. You know, maybe it's a, a body person because you know, the body so well and you're teaching them the energy side of it. And I think, you know, I think we're even moving away from certifications. Yes, we have to be trained, you know, for sure. I want someone working on me who knows their stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think we can kind of move away from the certification part of it, because if God is giving you the ability to, you know, whether you see visions or you're claircognizant, clairaudient, clair, you know, sentient, I'll look up the clairs, everybody. But whatever your abilities are, and we all have them, um, that's God. God gave that to you. You know, how do you put a certification on that? How do you know or do the things you do as only you know how, right? As you, Lisa, that's what God has has or has given you or you have come here for. No one can put a certification on your medicine because you're taking all the things, including be a mom, being a mom, which is like a ninja role in my <laughs> honest opinion, because... <laughs> It's hard. (laughs) And if you have three humans that you can organize and set routine, like that, just, uh, just your skill set skyrockets, you know, when you've got mom under your belt, because yeah, you just, you figured out how to make all the things work. And, um, you know, yes, you probably need some extra support too. We all do. 
Um, but it's just how to take all of your gifts, your abilities, your passions, but your shadows, don't forget your shadows, mm -hmm. because that's how people really connect to you. So right. for me, I would say, you know, the the hard part of for what I've been learning is how to decondition from the fear that religion had instilled me in 40 plus years and reclaiming my sexuality. So my my course or what I teach people is like how to come back home to your true authentic self, but with some fun and playfulness in sacred sexuality, conscious kink and tantra, because when you know yourself on that deeper level and you know your hell yes and your hell no in your body, no one can mess with you. Mm -hmm. When you understand muscle testing, right, as a part of yeah. an energy where it's not woo-woo, it's just simply the frequency, that's like science, it's the frequency of your yes and your no, and you know how to activate that, uh, you can make decisions, you know, do I take on this client, do I take this course, do I go for coffee with this person, do I date this guy that I, I think I really like, you know, but is it is he for my highest good or is he another soul lesson <laughs> can I know before <laughs> right and so it's just really when you know yourself on that internal deep deep level you're golden you can find joy and gratitude and contentment and even the hard things and say okay all right I'm going through this thing and it's okay because I don't have to get pulled under into old victimhood kind of thinking patterns anymore because I've you know, I just know what they are, who, you know, how they feel and I can welcome them at the table because all parts of me are welcome, but I get to entertain. How mm -hmm. am I going to think it through? You know, here's right. an example. Um, are you in, well, actually I won't even ask. So I'm single. I'll just share myself. So I'm single and I had a date with a guy and I was super excited all week as I've been really wanting to meet him. And then something happened and he couldn't be there. He had to uh, be with his mom which is very sweet. He's taking care of his mom and stuff. But I had to deal with my own feelings of hurt and just the disappointment that I felt. And so I had a little pity party for myself. And it was like, we were supposed to go to this party in a place I would never go by myself. And he's like, just go, I'll meet you there. And I'm like, dude, do you know where we're going? Like, that's not somewhere I would want to go by myself. Right. And so I had, you know, a little hissy fit and I was swearing and I was like this really sucks you know all the things meanwhile he's looking after his mom who got who's in the hospital so just being very consciously aware of all the things but honoring where I was at and what I was moving through and then I sat on the bed and I'm like you know what I can choose to sit here and not go and just stew in the you know that was too bad or I can flip it I always love perspectives I can flip this too I can still go to that party and I can feel empowered that I did something hard on myself by myself and I didn't need a crutch. I didn't need someone else to go with me. And I thought, you know what? I like that. That feels better. Mm -hmm. I like the energy of that. And so I went and would you believe that God met me in the parking lot? Some beautiful man pulled up beside me. He was going to the same party and he walked in with me. So I didn't have to walk in by myself and he even hung out with me for a little bit, went, did his own thing. But he like, he kept checking to make sure I was okay. And then when it's mm. time to leave, he walked me back to my car. And I was just Aww. like, thank you. You know, thank you that I trusted myself to actually go and do the hard thing that I was like, no way <laughs> could I, you know, being the shy person. Oh, and this is even a better story. I went sober before I used to drink. And I, what really got me before the lockdown was I was partying with some girlfriends. I love reggae. So we were going to a reggae party. and. um 
I was doing shots in my kitchen before I went to the party and I was like, who am I? Like, I've never had to do this before, but there was just something where I needed the alcohol to feel confident to go with my friends who I knew and loved. And I, even the place we were going, I knew the place. Mm. It wasn't a new place. This was back in 2019. I was just like, I have come so far where last November I stopped drinking. I have had a, a few drinks here and there. Um, but I wanted to learn what it was like to party without alcohol. I'm a 30 year partier <laughs> with alcohol and it's like, no, I can do hard things. And, you know, being in a, you know, a spiritual teacher role that I'm in, alcohol puts us in a different frame of mind, right? At an altered state. And a healer had said, you know, when we're drinking, we are then open and another energy can come and enter us or, you know, that sort of thing. And again, not from fear, but I was like, oh, I know altered states, you know, from meditation and different brain waves. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want to be open to that unless I choose to have a drink and I'm in a safe space with people that I, you know, could feel safe in very different than going to a concert or a party and having drinks when you don't really know who's around mm -hmm. you. That's a very different energy. So yeah, I was, I think that was the, the, probably the, the best part of that story is that I went to this place that I would never go to on my own sober. And I didn't need the crutch of alcohol in order to get, you know, to get me in the door sort of thing. Um, and yeah, that was the best part of that, that experience is that again, just changing your perspective, you can sit and stew in the thing and, and it's there to teach you something. And we honor those feelings too, because you know, all parts of us are welcome. But if you flip the perspective or flip the mm -hmm. story to, you know, if I did have courage, what would that look like and feel like? And yeah, I woke up the next day feeling so empowered because I did it. I did the hard thing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's so key. Um, you know, just bringing it back to our motherhood as well, right? It's like being able to shift your perspective to, help guide these little beings yeah yeah wow yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm taking on homeschooling this year and like i think any parent who like had kids in school and then they're home because of the lockdown plus trying to work or run a business that was ptsd in and of itself <laughs> oh yeah uh, just because it was so new for everyone and and we're trying to share devices and and i'm in this room and please don't come in here you know i'm gonna meet oh my gosh it was just like the craziest time but we we lived through it to now you know i thought i, I could never homeschool because that was so hard and so she'd been back at school for two years and then with this now year coming you know and i don't know what they're going to do around you know masks and stuff like that i i'm I chose not to, uh, that I thought, you know what, it's important for her that I make the time to homeschool her. So running a business, now I'm back to homeschooling again, but this time it's not a dread. It's mm -hmm. not like this thing that is hard that I have to do. I flip the perspective again before agreeing or just, just even asking if she wanted to be homeschooled too. I get to do this. I get to homeschool her this year where, you know, I, I, take back stock of the day when I get home and I'm like, okay, what did we learn today? Like, did I serve her well enough today? And, and I'm like, wow, she learned this and this that she would have never, ever learned in school. Mm -hmm. She got to go to the vet the other day with her dog, you know, and to experience what that's all about. Uh, she would have been at school otherwise, you know, and just like these different things where 
you know, we just, we get to honor our families and to be there for them on a different level that uh, I just, I feel, I just feel so grateful for and big shout out to any parents that, you know, are in that decision of do I, don't I, yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's an inconvenience. Yes, I'm trying to figure out how do I organize my work schedule, not be burnt out, look after her, meals come back into play then, which I haven't mm-hmm. been, you know, I haven't had to do that for the last year and a bit. So it's just like all these new things. But again, I think just that word perspective is like, what is really, really important here? And can we show up for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and even how, like, you know, in that instance, homeschooling and having them with you all the time, there's so much learning that happens just as we move through our day and just whatever is happening everything is a learning experience right and yeah a lot of those skills that you won't learn in school (laughs) yeah yeah so true yeah so even you know if if there are moms out there or like I don't know I couldn't handle that or whatever that's okay because I was me last year I was like there's no way I could homeschool even though my heart was there but I was like "Mm, even financially right to find a pod Mm -hmm. where another teacher could teach again I still had my own issues with that too but it's just flipping you know can you flip your business to maybe taking on a higher priced client set so that you're not uh, struggling with the financial part, right? You can get out of that base chakra worries of scarcity or survival mode to, you know, could you flip your offer into something? Even if it was, you know, let's say three grand, you're a coach. So if you could create a a program for someone over an extended amount of time, three months, six months, et cetera, instead of a massage or the body work you do, you bring them through this transformation there are so many people who, you know, are executives or managers or um, they're not worried about finances. They've got relationship issues or they've got health issues and they are willing to pay anyone top dollar to help them move through that transformation or that pain. That is just belief in yourself that the what you do have and all the schooling and training you've been through can help someone who is, you know, able to pay you at the higher rate then you just step into a different energy and a different confidence within yourself. And that's what I help with too. You know, if anyone listening needs that help, um, then please reach out. I, um, yeah, I definitely have a heart for empowering those who want to help others and maybe just don't know how, or don't have all of the pieces together on how to do that. Uh, yeah. And that we're there for each other. I think that's really mm-hmm. important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so this comes up all the time. It's like we're not meant to do all of these things alone and <laughs> to be alone. And we need our community. We need support around us 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hope that the family model changes sometime where if someone is having children, like, you know, for you, for example, that the family, uh, this is just an idea that came in. So I'm not talking about your family in particular, but like, you know, others in the family would then help pitch in financially, you know, so that you could either hire a sitter and go have self-care or um, even for homeschooling or pods or something like that, where you know that someone is looking after the kiddos and teaching them from a natural kind of place. Uh 
Yeah. And, or maybe even companies start supporting moms, right. And there's mm -hmm. a fund <laughs> where you get some income from, you know, as the, the one, the caregiver, the one who stays home to raise our future leaders, that's who they are. <laughs> well, right. It's uh it's such a, a monumental job <laughs> really it's this yeah. monumental thing to to raise these children and it's just not something that's honored in our society mm -hmm. yeah I let's create it let's put it out there mm -hmm. to the universe that you know someone genius maybe it'll be us in the end but <laughs> that we figure <laughs> out a way for you know companies to support instead of golf day you know maybe it's they support a mom who is staying home longer to raise her children so that they receive that nurturing secure care so then they mm -hmm. become better adults you know and leaders later on right uh, yeah I think that would be so beautiful yeah yeah I mean, one of the best ways to shift our society mm -hmm. Absolutely. yeah mm -hmm. well I think we heard it here first you know as I grow and develop my business that would be you know such an honor I have two godsons you know their mom hardworking mom she's a, a hairdresser single you know she needs support right so it's like people like that who we could just really come alongside and rally as a community and say we see you and we'll help you you don't have to do it all alone mm -hmm. yeah 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 ah, these are things I think about all the time trying to you know because back in the day we'd have our, our village around us to support us and hold us. Right. And we just don't have that anymore. So um, yeah, just trying to figure out ways that we can make that happen. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. share, there's a, a beautiful, I just have to look up her name, but there's a beautiful, uh, I would say energy worker who is helping children. Uh, she's mother earth's learning village. Mother mm. Earth's with an S learning village on Instagram. Uh, Stephanie is her name and she is helping uh, children. They are just outside. Well, I guess Flamborough area, like towards Hamilton. Oh, okay. um, and I know she has a drop in day, but I just don't know. I don't know much about the particulars, but she's got a website up. Um, and I met her at coming home festival this summer. And uh what a beautiful human, you know, she's basically stepping into that. I'll help the kids. I'll help teach them. Mm -hmm. And so it's an, an unlearning school, unlearning the conditioning of school to what is nature teaching you, you know, counting the rings on a tree or, you know, creating different things out in nature uh, that are real life skills that can help them. I think it's for all the intuitive children. You know, she's mm -hmm. a great place. If your child has these abilities or can see or can intuit what's going on in the environment around them, then to keep developing those skills that they are future energy workers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's incredible. I'll check that out. It's uh, so needed. I know there's definitely more and more people that are beginning to offer different things like this, which is really wonderful to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're growing, we're banding together, we're finding each other. And uh, it's a really beautiful time to alive. Are, be alive. Are there hard things? Absolutely. But I think, you know, if you just think of it like a level of your video game right now, <laughs> and how do you get through this level 
and collect the gold coins because you got to hit that dopamine hit for yourself where you're like, oh, right. I tripped up a pattern or, oh, I did the hard thing and I collect the gold coin or a bucket, <laughs> depending <laughs> on what it is, um, that then you can navigate through anything. We like, especially if you birthed a child and you're listening to this, you can do hard things. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah like you've said many times it's shifting your perspective taking that time to reflect and to be with yourself mm. yeah and to reach out for help right that's one thing yes. we've not learned how to do and we feel some shame around still but it's like no you know that's that's the beautiful part of of coming into your deeper part is like hey I need help in this area and you know yeah, just for your own mental sanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was um, a quote, I think it was by Brene Brown. She said something, you know, that uh, like vulnerability, vulnerability is not a weakness. It's actually our greatest strength. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think of the strawberry, you know, she carries her seeds on the outside. Mm -hmm. It's a, a famous indigenous teaching. And it's, it's so beautiful because when you have your boundaries and you know yourself and what you will put up with and what you won't put up with, or from a frequency standpoint, what you're not available to and what you are, then you can afford to be vulnerable. You can share that deeper side of you. And when you do that, then you receive intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. Intimacy. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, your heart just starts to fill because you feel seen and heard. And if you have any feelings of I'm not supported or they don't do this for me or that for me, I encourage you to change your perspective, change the story of what you believe about yourself to finding where things are going well, where you do have abundance or prosperity, who is supporting you, where do you have tribe, you know, all of those things, because we're building a new way of communicating a new world or new earth or a new way of being in what feels really good and resonates for ourselves. And so those are, you know, that's just a, a tip on how to overcome the hard thing is look for the opposite <laughs> where am right. I supported? And it just helps to to shift the energy a little bit, uh, but just honoring wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, do you have uh, like what kind of self-care practices or ways of grounding yourself do you fall back on? Yeah, I um I'm not traditional, so I'll share. I'm just gonna be ballsy and share it all. So I breathe, like that's number one is breath mm -hmm. work. And so in the morning, and I don't remember every day, I'm not like a perfect meditator or breather or anything. I'm real. Like some days I don't feel like it. And so I don't. Um, but when I am, you know, aware and, and in the morning is I'm just taking stock, like how do I feel? Do I have strong thoughts right now and strong body? Because the body adapts to how I'm think like what I'm thinking about right so if I'm like oh my survival mechanisms my body will go into survival mechanisms and I'll have some pains so breath really just connects in and I'll give you three fun ones so from your base chakra if you want to practice while you're listening is just take a deep breath from your the root or from the base of your spine and you're just going to take a breath in and suck everything in and just imagine that spinal fluid moving all the way up your spine to your head and then like ejaculating out of your head. I say like that energy and just flowing all around you. That's your life force energy. So just doing that three or four times, you're just so connected into your body and it feels really good. 
if you want to go deeper, a little more playful, your sacral energy is your sexual energy. So you can actually, we all know what an orgasm feels like. You got pregnant, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> through that, but we, we have muscle memory of what that feels like. So you can actually connect to that energy anytime. And that's Kundalini. That's life force energy again, but from a little bit of a difference, that's, you know, I would say, and I'm not perfect in all this, but like, I think of my masculine and feminine energy within me, not gender specific. And then I can move it through my whole body. I just think of like the snakes, right? Going back and forth through my whole body and out my head. And I have goosebumps right now. You can connect to that energy and just feel really good and yummy inside. Then the third one is from your solar plexus, your identity. Okay, so the solar plexus or the crystal soil is what moves up and down from our just above our belly button all the way up into our pineal gland and back down. And it does it two and a half days a month, depending on the moon cycle. And so you can actually just breathe and think about if you had a Care Bear stare, <laughs> dating myself here. But if you like, <laughs> imagine the sunshine coming out of your belly and that is your, that's like your sun rays. That's your, you know, our, our energetic body or the mouth that we speak through is from our mouth down to our pelvic area or the sacral. The sacral and the throat chakra were the same cell and it's split. And then we've got the vagus nerve, which is so beautiful, right? So that's your energetic mouth. When you enter a room or into the car or your workplace or wherever you are, that's what speaks before you even say a word. So if you're in like, you know, defeated kind of, oh, life's hard, that's what's coming out. And unconsciously, you're probably going to attract something that is very uncomfortable because the whole purpose is to get you to think differently, to heal that belief about yourself on some level. Um, and so those are three kinds of breath work that you can just connect into. If you have anxiety, the bunny breath is really great. So it's two breaths in. One really long one out. You can practice this with the kids. Um, just hold your breath in and then you're going to ohm and you practice with them who can hold it the longest and that's just a good way for them to to practice breathing with their whole lungs so down it, our lungs go down you know past the ribs like our lungs are really big so breathing through your whole body or the whole lungs into your diaphragm so you're not breathing through your chest that's anxiety or predator breath okay and so if you're just consciously breathing through then you can uh, bring yourself out of anything uh, that you're feeling qigong i absolutely love so it's when you're like cupping all the way down your your arms and your legs and when you come up the inside it's so nice because it's an area that we don't normally pay a lot of attention to but when you do uh, even qigong for beginners on youtube it's 15 minutes and she goes through and explains how you're moving qi energy which is great if anyone knows energy work then you already know the basics of it but that is a, a good exercise for moving energy through your whole body once i'm done qigong 15 minutes you can't help but not be in a good mood because you just moved all this delicious energy around in your body. There's no stagnation then. Nice. And then, um, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll stop there. As far as like one last thing for um, self-care is I take a bath with crystals that have set an intention, a candle, incense. So I have a sacral incense that I um, that I have to just be mindful of like, what am I creating? 
right in the sacral and and anywhere else but connecting to ancestors when i think of the smoke coming off of the incense or the candle it's like connecting to the ancestors and just being mindful and is there anything in my life that i would just like to flow off of my body and i allow it to go down the drain maybe it's shame maybe it's embarrassment maybe it's a heaviness or something that i've been moving through um, and can I just, again, be in that place of contentment and gratitude for what is going well in my life and whatever's not down the drain, it goes. So I invite you, if you're going to do this, let any old conditioning from our parents, church, school, whatever you don't want to hold on to anymore, go down the drain in that bath. It's like, you know what? I'm not holding on to that anymore. That's an old coping method that I can outgrow or I have outgrown and I don't need to, you know, have a hissy fit or whatever I can actually speak my truth and, and ask for what I want in that moment and I'm going to step into that energy and that that feeling of more empowerment um yeah so those are probably mm. my main ones and then um with the conscious kink stuff I do go swimming naked in Toronto in a place that um is really beautiful and you meet the most amazing people who aren't judgmental they don't care what you look like they're also naked so it's like no one's wearing a mask, so to speak, there of who they are. They're their authentic self. And it's a very uh, welcoming group of people. But also, you know, when I leave there, I just feel so fulfilled because I'm like, you know what? It was so nice to have been there just in my own self and doing what feels really good. And you can and you swim under the stars and the moon mm. and it's really beautiful. So that also is another form of self-care. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing those practices. Um, they will definitely be helpful for people for sure. Breath is always my number one too. Again, something that you've always got with you is super easy to tap into and, and can really help shift your energy so quickly. Yeah. yeah very powerful. What are yours? Let's finish with that. What are your practices? Um, well, again, <laughs> my number one is the breath um and i find often even just taking a really deep inhale and then a nice long slow exhale and i just really feel all of my energy just kind of all that frantic energy just kind of pulled down all the way down to the root and i just feel this instant grounding mm -hmm. sensation in my body that's uh something i always come back to um and and movement through my body as well um because i also teach yoga so you know movement is a really big part of my day um and it doesn't always look like specific asanas or, or anything like that i love to often just put some music on and just let my body just flow and, and move to the music just really tapping into that more energetic side um just allowing that to flow through me so I'm often just kind of moving and swaying around, just letting that energy kind of release. Definitely my top two. <laughs> so are you the mom that while you're making dinner, you're on the counters and like poses for yoga? I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I, I'm sure my it. kids would say yes. Yeah, I love my <laughs> countertops. It's the perfect height to just stretch your arms out on and, and to uh, get into your shoulders and your back and your hips. So yeah, I'm definitely always doing <laughs> Yes, get in the body. That somatic is so important. Yes, yeah, move that energy. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, one thing I would love to share with everyone because I feel that as women we are moving through this is to heal the masculine wound, 
and uh, where we're not supported by the masculine, yes, things have happened to us and we have not felt that. Um, but where are we being supported by the masculine? Because it is there somewhere. But just like, again, reframing how we view other people to really seeing them from their higher self. And if you think of them as their three to five-year-old self and the skills they learned, maybe not so healthy skills, that that's all they know until mm -hmm. they have the awareness to change and to do better, which I think we are all up-leveling. Um, it's so beautiful to see the men, you know, doing their inner work and practices and, and doing retreats and stuff like that. So we're all growing and evolving. But I think for us as women is to heal the masculine wound uh, outside of us and heal the one within of like, we've got to do everything. No, we don't ask for help. It's okay to be the soft kitten too. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then um, the sister wound, right. Of really just right. being in our authenticity, no gossiping, no putting anyone else down. It's just like honor each other as the divine souls that we are. And how can you come alongside and support another woman who's in your, in your awareness and doesn't have to be monetarily. Like maybe it's sharing posts. Someone's got an event coming up, like share it. Let's get into the space where we are lifting each other up. I think that is so important because we're truly together. We do rise. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no room for competition. Um, there's enough people out there to support all of us and, we all, even if, you know, even if somebody is doing like pretty much the exact same thing that you're offering, your energy is so different than that other person, right? So we will definitely draw the people to us that we're meant to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I love that. You're right. There is no competition. It's collaboration season now. Mm -hmm. It's like, who do you know that could collaborate, you know, with your services and theirs? You're just like a perfect match and come together. Like I actually just met up with this guy he's a marketing coach and we work so well together he does marketing and I do the inner healing and it's just like a match made in heaven for me and I was mm -hmm. like you're the person I was looking for he's married and like lives in another country but it's like it's so good it's just like what I needed for the time and I think we can all find people like that um that <clears throat> even if you do the same thing like a lot of people do have their Reiki you know mm -hmm. or Reiki masters and do body work but our soul aligned clients can only hear it from us. They can't hear it from anyone else. So just our role or job is to get to a frequency where we believe enough in our abilities and what we're doing that they see us. Right. right. Yeah. So that's just figure out what is that and then how to, how to get stronger from within. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm, amazing. Ah, oh, there's been so many great, little nuggets of wisdom shares so thank you so much thank for you. taking the time really appreciate it yeah, I will, you're welcome. Uh, share all of the links that we talked about in the notes below too so that people oh, can yeah. check that out if they're interested all right yeah well, projectors unite yes <laughs> for yeah. sure if anyone's interested in sound bath i have another uh oh sound bath practitioner she's a projector and uh she can see auras she sees the colors which is really cool and so if you meet anyone as you're listening and they're a projector we're here to coach and guide it's like we're the eagle and we can see the fastest way to the water hole but we like to be invited and asked um in and yeah, I just recommend it. We see, we just do problem solving on a whole next level. <laughs> mm -hmm.
Yeah. Thank you yeah, so much for sure. this and, and just for your community and, and even just, you know, spotlighting moms. I think it's so beautiful what you're doing and yeah, keep shining. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Right, you're welcome. So much, Christine. <laughs> Take care. Thank you.